The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible, and this week we're going to discuss Roadmap and Planning While Managing Google Core Updates. Joining me is Craig Harkins, who is the Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com, which is a leader in commercial real estate information with a comprehensive database of real estate data throughout the U.S., Canada. They manage various web properties. These include Apartments.com, ForRent.com, and ApartmentFinder.com. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Today... Craig and I are going to discuss roadmap and planning while managing Google Core updates. Okay, here's my conversation with Craig Harkins, the Director of SEO and Content at CoStar. Craig, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jordan. Great to be back. So, you know, just last week, signing off for the week and Google said, hey, I know we did a core update last month, but, you know, (laughs) we're having fun. Let's do it again. And oh, by the way... As soon as we get done with this, we're going to roll another reviews update at you too. So that um, knowing that some of my colleagues in the e-commerce space are already in Code Freeze, it makes things really fun, you know. So it really does. We're looking at dashboards and saying, does this do anything to the roadmap or not? <laughs> no doubt. And I think you know, not only has Google been super busy this fall with updates, 
the upcoming joke is that we're going to get a Black Friday special and have another Google update on Black Friday. <laughs> uh, if you recall, they, they did that little trick to us last year. But jokes aside, managing your roadmaps and plans is obviously something that by this point of the year, you've invested a lot of time and you've really looked at. But in the event that Google updates come, which, which they do, it becomes more challenging. So to your point, like right now we're in code freezes, so it's really tough to go and reverse course on anything or change anything. But generally speaking, in Q4, how should SEOs be thinking about large sites and the nature of your plan while we're sitting here in Q4 towards the end of the year? What's the relationship between SEO and your plan, considering you may be facing challenges like code freezes or challenges like other organizational departments needing data advice or direction? Yep. So... I'll say one thing we should always do is is like call back to the serenity prayer. <laughs> so like, you know, grant me the courage to change the things I can, endure the things I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. So like kind of knowing what are the things I can change quickly. Like if you've got CMS built into your site, if you've got content that you're updating and hey, you can make content updates are quick if you are doing testing around those. Code updates take a while. And when we're in Q4 and code freezes, it's going to take even longer. But now's a good time to be looking back at, okay, what are all the things that you had on your 2023 roadmap that you were planning to do? Uh, hopefully you got to check most of those off. There's always a few things that roll over to the next year because there's always that injected project that comes in or the extra dependency you weren't planning for that kind of pushes something out. So you've probably got, I know I have things already you know, ready for Q1 that we were just waiting to be able to execute. And then it's looking at what did all the recent updates and all of our momentum this year teach us about what we need to be doing in the future. And we're laying those headliners out. So they're the big, you know, the big sweeping projects. You know, we've got a new Core Web Vital metric coming out. So just doing the tech spike, the research to make sure that we're all good there, looking at other areas that we might be going into and that the product teams are doing and what needs SEO support so that we're laying out those different headliners and the top level features that we already know about. And then as we're looking at maybe what's going to come in this second, third, fourth quarter of 2024, it gets really fuzzy and we just kind of have concepts, at least right now. But that's kind of where I am at the moment. I love it. The serenity prayer is a great place to start. And it's so true. I, I, you know, every day I have the privilege of being able to talk to a lot of SEOs. And it's crazy to me how many of us are really stuck thinking about the things we cannot change, right? Okay. I, I have to come back to it because I've messed it up. And so I had to look it up. <laughs> no worries, Greg, jump in. So it's, mm. it's God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So we're not going to change what Google is going to throw at us. We're not going to change their scoring. And uh, we're not going to change probably the top business model of our company no matter what the impacts to SEO that is. But there are a lot of things we can change and influence, and we just have to understand and spend our time on, on those things we can change. And 
recognize like, hey, we want to make this content change, but that goes against our business model. We're just not going to do it. We're going to log that as an issue and and put it aside. But here are the 10 things we can actually do to impact traffic, to grow within the market. You know, those are the things we're going to focus on. And the amazing thing about this concept of Q4 and, and facing Google changes is that when you're dealing with things you cannot change, right? Whether it's because of an organizational restriction, a resourcing challenge, a leadership decision, whatever it might be, when you cannot change it, it's so much better for us as SEOs to just move on to the things we can control, right? A lot of times I'm spending time talking to SEOs about let's let's move into some title testing. It's something that we control. It's something that engineering doesn't control. We can title test till the cows come home and we can do that right now in a, in a very volatile period and maybe maybe strike gold, maybe find something that no one else has found, right? Another area that, that like you brought up is content and just what we can do with content often is something that we can control in a time where technical investments aren't there. I'd love to dive deeper though on one that you mentioned, right? We've got some new core web vital metrics. And in this concept of measuring and managing your experience and your, your performance, how should we be thinking about that in this, in this time of change? The way that I'm approaching it with my engineering partners is we're looking at not just, hey, how is Google going to score it, but what does that do to the user experience? You know, people, I know my kids expect everything to be blazing fast. They, they don't want to wait for anything to show up now. Whereas, you know, I'm going to date myself. I, I remember dial-up days where, you know, we waited a little while for a page to load. But that's, you know, to have a good experience, you've got to load faster. And that impacts conversion metrics down the line. And so there's some SEO baked in. We've seen when we get faster and we get better that that does a a lot of other things like it lets Google crawl more pages, which gets more visibility for that content. Uh, It probably has some other usability metric hits as well. So there are several reasons from an SEO perspective, we would want a faster site. And some of it is related to crawl. Some of it is related to UX, but we want to hit those. And if Google is telling us, here's how we're going to grade you, we might as well go ahead and use that because they're baking it in somewhere or they've seen some value in providing us that metric. So we're doing some tech spikes, some exploration. What do we need to do? And rolling that into an overall web performance headliner, which I think every enterprise has somewhere is, is that kind of web performance user experience headliner that you can throw things into. Whether it's the SEO team that runs it, another product team that runs it, I, I don't think it matter who owns it, but the SEO team should know what's going on there yeah, uh, and be able to provide insights because we have at least the Google view of, hey, here's how we're being graded and we can provide that as an insight. So we're working with our engineering team, like our SEO team is working the engineering team on what are those things that we've identified that might be hampering the user experience or might be slowing down the pages and what else can we do to experiment on that and see what happens. No question. And and there's there's something else here, right, about planning and roadmaps, right? Like I think oftentimes this time of year, we get very complacent with like, hey, we've got this plan approved or we're 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 ready to kick off in January. But these are like living documents. And when you have updates and you have changes, 
it's time to maybe go revisit those documents. So one of the things that I'd, I'd love to kind of explore with you, Craig, is once you have the plan in place, once you have these roadmaps kind of starting the ball rolling here, especially that happens right now in Q4, you're, you're, you're gearing up to execute, right? Where are some of the most important places to go back and revisit? What are some of the components of a roadmap or plan in SEO that you might want to improve, modify, or expand on as we get into the end of Q4? Right. So looking at perspective, you know, we run a number of marketplace sites. And so marketplace sites were very template driven. So there are certain keywords we're going after, but it's based upon some some core templates that we have, some core structures. We kind of know we know our basic keyword structures and that we're targeting. We also know the different we've been looking at what's trending on if if anything is changing within our markets for what maybe new search experiences we need to build out for. And we talk with our product management teams about that because they have other things that they want to do for the user experience, for renters coming through and finding places to live. Like how do we make sure that they've got a great search experience end to end and that they're getting all the details they need to make that choice on, I'm going to move across the country and rent an apartment. How do I find that without taking like three different flights to tour places in person. So how do we provide that experience? And then how might people be searching for that online so that from an SEO perspective, we get up in front of them as early in that journey as possible. So we look at what is the product team looking at for a roadmap and inject SEO requirements into those where we can be the stakeholder and partner for their initiative. Then there are other things that We've identified as, hey, you know, for crawling, for internal linking, for updating our content structure, updating structured data. We've got all of these items that we've identified through audits and through looking at what keyword trends are. And so we've got a backlog of items that once we roll them into these different headliners, we can start to prioritize. I think for SEO teams, it's kind of half of it of our projects are things that we kick off and we drive and initiate. And there's probably half that we're looking at the other product roadmap and seeing SEO opportunities to support and jumping in there, which makes us really integrated team players uh, and part of all the projects. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. I think that's one of the really valuable lessons here about how Q4 gears you up for next year is the relationships you set now, the opportunity that you have to build that coalition that exists within SEO efforts starts now. I think the teams that really struggle are the ones that go into end of Q1, realize that they're not completing what they need to complete, realize that they're falling behind, and they're struggling to, to forge that trust with the partners, right? I'm reminded of, of this year, January and February, one of the clients I worked with, they were under-resourced from, from an engineering standpoint. And the relationship that that PM had with the engineering lead wasn't strong enough to really force the conversation of let's shift resources from one group to the other. And there's a lot of friction, a lot of friction. And all it turned into was escalation after escalation after escalation. All of that could have been avoided. All of that could have been resolved by forging that strong bond end of the year so that when you go into the beginning of the year and you face adversity, which inevitably is going to happen, whether it's Google updates, management changes, leadership changes, investment or budget changes, you have the relationships to manage moving forward. And so as we think about our plans and our our efforts around SEO, what I'd like to explore, Craig, is how do we use data in this particular point of the year differently than we do, say, in the beginning or middle of the year when it comes to SEO planning and roadmaps? So I'm going to go back to something you just talked about with with the resourcing. Sure. Yeah. Because this is... You know, through the year, if you've been working on different projects, there are probably some teams that have everything buttoned up. They can turn projects around for you quickly. And there might be some other internal teams that, that are a little bit slower because either you're not prioritized or you, or they don't have enough capacity. And we've been having some of those discussions like, hey, here's an opportunity that we've had through the year. You know, we didn't quite hit the marks with it, but some of it was a capacity issue. Now that Everyone is Q4 is not just roadmap planning, but it's also budget time. It's also time to lobby for new headcount or new resources or shifting resources. So we're having those discussions too. It's like, hey, let's prioritize where we want to spend resources. You know, here we have an opportunity to grow this segment, but it it'll need an extra engineering team. So we need either headcount to shift from another project, or we need net new headcount to support. And then it goes up to the business leaders to say, okay, here's the opportunity. We take the data on if we were to grow by 20, 30% hit SEO targets and grow by whatever metrics we think are reasonable, here's the impact of the business. And we think it's worth this extra headcount using the data we've got, you know, all of our yearly data around what our trends are, how you know, how much of an impact we think we can have with this. And then we make the case of here's how we, we need these resources. You know, for me, it's partnering with the leaders on the engineering side to say, you need to, you know, I would love it if you got more headcount to support us for these engineering efforts. Here's what we think the impact is so that then the product leaders and engineering leaders can talk and come to the agreement on, are we going to support this? And then 
keep those efforts on the roadmap? Or is it something we're deferring to later and then we deprioritize those efforts on the roadmap? And I think that's where the data comes in is we're using the data to make our case. We're not just saying, hey, John Mueller said this was a best practice, so we need to spin up three dev teams to do this work. It's like, no, we've we've done some testing. You know, we've got a history of traffic initiatives that have paid off and we want to double down on some of these or take some of these features to other sites that we control in our network and you know take the same approach and we use that data to justify the investments another thing we've done with this is we've got back burner projects that we just kind of keep as an on deck as well these are things that we wish we could do but maybe the business doesn't prioritize that yet, or we don't have resources. And you always have those kind of in your back pocket so that if that situation comes up, you say, oh, well, yeah, we've got this project we could do if that's now a priority for the business. And that was, we did a couple of those this year where we got asked the question, hey, there's this segment, how do you perform here? And we said, oh, well, here's this thing that we weren't ready to do that the business wasn't ready to do yet. But if there's you know, the appetite for it, we're ready to go. And we got to inject uh, new work into 2023 and get that done. That if we hadn't have done been doing the planning at the beginning of the year and keeping those ideas and keeping them updated with data, you know, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So I think now is a good time to take all of those projects that you wanted to do, that your wish list, update the data around those to see if there's more justification now, look at what's on the roadmap, and then how would you put the SEO metrics or other business metrics around them to support those versus probably the hundred things you could be doing? Exactly. No, I, I think that's absolutely great advice around building those relationships, forging those, those relationships to then incorporate the data that we use to then invest properly going into next year. One of the interesting topics that we often explore, but we don't go into enough, particularly here in Q4, because, you know, work life and personal life gets really busy in Q4, especially here in the U.S., right? It is, it is a very, very a tricky time of year to navigate because we're both trying to execute work that we're finalizing for the end of the year. We're gearing up for the next year. And we, we you know, can't really have a lot of holidays um, during this time of year. So recognizing that, how do we best manage up? How as SEOs do we look at our bosses, you know, our, in, our, in our management's peers, to best inform them about what we're going to do in SEO for the upcoming year? Well, I think that communication is is always the key. You know, communicating what you're going to be doing. We communicate when staff is going to be out on vacation. Like that's an important part at the beginning of all of our development sprints is understanding with our engineering teams who is taking time off. We're going to be at lower capacity like we would normally have, you know, say X number of developers that each can do Y number of story points. Well, that might be cut in half for, you know, sprints in November and December because of of holidays or travel or, you know, things that come up around there. So you've got to plan that capacity wise. I, I would say at larger companies that should be baked in because you've, you've got code freezes now that are, the code freezes are there because no one wants to mess with stuff at the end of the year when people are 
off on holiday and you know you don't want to bring someone in on call when they're spending time with their family so you know, if you've got a good management process around that you should be good what i always struggle with is what am i going to do with that week between christmas and new year am i going to come into the office uh am i going to do some work while while it's all empty and i can just get a bunch of work done or am i just going to totally check out leave email off and spend that time as true vacation time. I think I kind of switch back and forth year to year on what I do. I think this year is more of a, I'm going to check out and just spend family time. And it's important for my team to do that too. I mean, we've got to recharge and and be ready for when everything spins back up in, in Q1. So the inevitable question here, Craig, what do we do when Google decides to release an update the day before Christmas, right? That's, that's the, you know, they did this last year. We talked about this. And this is a kind of a Google updates plus planning, you know, conversation. So when we have these inopportune times, do we call our trusty pal ChatGPT to respond to our manager about a Google update? Or how exactly do we manage that expectation in this, this, this crazy time period? Well, I've got a, I posted an article recently on Search Engine Land about, Google core updates and communicating with management. I've got a template that anytime Google announces a core update, I send that out like, hey, Google announced a core update. Here's what core updates mean. There's no silver bullet response to it. You know, we're going to stay the course. Here's our strategy. And we're expecting to see results, impacts within two weeks. And then, you know, a week later, I send out another email with here's early results. Are we seeing any movement one way or the other? And then when Google announces, hey, the core update's done, I send out another email. Google announced that they've completed the core update. Here are the impacts we've seen. Here's the items that we already have on our roadmap that we're going to continue doing. And really, it's more of an assessment of, did anything change enough to divert you from what you've already said is your North Star? You've got a roadmap. You know what your market wants. In theory, if you're doing things right for your users and for the business, you should be okay with core updates. Now, there are some businesses, there are some business areas where Google might throw in a totally different uh, SERP feature that you've got to figure out how to respond to. That's kind of a different response there where, where you need to look at those features. But for the general core updates, it's really stay the course understand what changed at the edges. If there's a key term or a key set of terms that totally changed traffic for you, then it's a get in, do the research, figure out if there's a content response or something you need to put in as an escalation within your dev teams once you understand what's going on. But in general, we try to stay the course. We've got a North Star. We know what we're trying to do, and we're going to keep layering upon all of those improvements to keep providing a good experience and to kind of long-term benefit from these updates. No question. I love the fact that there's a template. That's and, and we will include the link to that uh, to that article, Craig, in our in our show notes. And I think it's important because preparation in Q4, there is often time to get ahead of things. And getting ahead of things means that you have a more successful upcoming year. And so Craig, you know, as we as we close out this this session, what are some of the the tips that you have for SEOs 
who are going into their first year leading planning, leading roadmaps, what are some of the great things you can do as January comes when it comes to executing your SEO plan? I'd say start now. What I've done is kind of off of uh, you know, getting things done uh, is, a, is a great book to read about getting things out of your head and documented and then categorized. So I go through like, what are all the audits we've done, all of the crawls we've gotten, all the issues that we've, we've identified. My office wall becomes like this mess of post-it notes because I'm a little more visual. Some, some people I know do a great job just in spreadsheets doing this, but I end up putting post-it notes of all the different features that we want to hit. And I throw them all up and I kind of group them into their big categories to be like, here are the product headliners that I'm going for from an SEO perspective. So there might be 10 different tickets that are all about pagination, let's say. And I'll group those together into one big feature headliner, however you organize it around pagination. So it's all grouped as one effort. And I do that around all the things we've identified and all of those wish list items I've got so that I can have that all grouped together and then get that into a document to say, this is the roadmap. These are our priorities and this is how we would want to execute it through the year. So at least at a high level, I've got, I know what the year is going to look like. I'm going to front load the things that have the highest potential traffic impact because I want to compound that traffic improvement through the whole year. I don't want to launch my biggest traffic driver in October. I want to launch the biggest traffic driver in January so that I get 12 months of it. Then I start figuring out what are the other dependencies, what other teams have to do stuff before I can give it to a dev team. And then that might kind of shift my roadmap around. But it starts with however you organize your stories and features and capture those. Do that now, get those bucketed, and then start shopping that roadmap around with your product leadership. If you're in a product organization, you've got that product management roadmapping process that most teams are going through right now. If you're in a more marketing organization, that's getting in front of what are the marketing campaign calendars and content calendars and how you support there. But it's a similar process that both types of organizations are going through around this time. Great advice for us to wrap up this episode of the Voices Search podcast. Big thank you to Craig Harkins, Director of SEO and Content at Apartments.com for joining us. If you'd like to contact Craig, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him at Twitter where his handle is at Craig Harkins or visit his company website, Apartments.com. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io.
And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.